Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Well, we don't have to play this damn open in Cochise County. We just get off their rear end and certify these election results. But we still have mayhem. Plenty of it. Never ends. Every day, well, usually at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem. Mayhem. That is, that was the 2022 midterm election. It's still going. Ah, Every week, ladies and gentlemen, this time we are... So blessed to be joined by the one, the only, the 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 great and still great and the voice of sanity. She gets us over the hump. She's our election insider. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of all ages, the former governor of the great state of Arizona, the one, the only, the governor, Jan Brewer. Hello, Jan. How you doing? I'm doing fine. My head's getting bigger and bigger. It was a great introduction. Okay, Governor, let's dive into it. Cochise County, they've got two supervisors. Two out of three are Republican. They don't want to certify the election results. In your time in the legislature here in Arizona, Secretary of State, Governor, have you ever seen anything like this? Has this ever happened before? Never. Absolutely never. It was never questioned. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable what we're putting everybody through. It's exhausting. And it's just so ridiculous, mind-boggling that they're doing this. Should they go to jail? If they don't certify this thing, should they be thrown in jail? Because they're not doing their job, and it's against well, that's the, law. What the law. That's what the law says. It's a class, what is it, class six felony, and that's, you know, you go to jail on a class six felony. So whatever the judge decides, I mean, they can plead it down. They know better. They know what they've done. So, yeah, I think a little time in jail might wake them up and say, you just can't behave that way. You're an elected official. You took an oath to swear and uphold the Constitution and the laws of the state of Arizona and then to blatantly just decide arbitrarily without any evidence that you're not going to do it. Yeah, a few days in jail wouldn't hurt them. Hey, Governor, even if they decide today to certify everything, that they deserve to to get some comeuppance so maybe we can put some of this stuff behind us like this isn't going to happen anymore? Well, you know, that would be very refreshing, wouldn't it? I mean, it seems like it would be said and done without even having to talk about it. But unfortunately, I guess they think that they can rewrite the rules. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is joining us on KTAR. We have midterm mayhem as it continues. Cochise County supervisors are not certifying the election results. You know, we talked to Terry Goddard yesterday, former AG, and uh, he and Rick Romley have sent a letter to the current AG's office and said, listen, we think that uh, they're breaking the law and something should happen. And Goddard said, you know what? We may have to send in DPS to go and get the ballots. I mean, it could come to that. It seize all of the ballots. Yeah. The other option is, you know what? These, what, 40,000 votes no longer count. And all of a sudden, Republicans lose, uh, you know, superintendent of public education. They lose that congressional seat down there in District 6. So that could be the other choice that, that could happen. Hey, Governor, there are Republicans out there that are complaining about Katie Hobbs being able to certify her own election. You are secretary of state. You had to certify elections. Did the other party, did the Democrats ever give you any problem when you had to certify an election that you were in? Absolutely not. No. It's a procedural thing. You go through the process and you all sit there and the, the votes are all tallied and that, that somebody reads it off to you. You read it, you look at it, and you sign it off and it is done. It is done. It's just absolutely outrageous in my opinion. Um, we have people that are 
throwing our procedures to the wind. Like, they don't give a darn. I mean, they're just out there shouting and screaming. They don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even understand. They probably have never even read uh, the procedures manual. Probably not. If you were governor right now, would you call them up and say, what the hell are you guys doing? And let's get this thing done and dusted because we look like idiots. You betcha I would. Ooh. Absolutely. I'm tired of that. Would it hold it's any nonsense. water if Ducey did that? I mean, or is he just going to let it play out legally? Because, I mean, I guess he could call and scream and yell. Or would they well, he's got to certify it by a certain date. And I assume if he doesn't get all the paperwork at that time, then he would probably step up and do something like that. He's been pretty strong in his feelings about what's been going on as far as this election, election rhetoric. I mean, he, he understands the law. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is joining us. Let's uh, let's switch gears. President Biden's coming to Arizona. I find this insulting. He's coming here next week. He's going to promote his economic plan. I don't think he's going to see the border. I, I got to tell you, I don't want him here. He's turned his back on Arizona after Arizona voted for him. And I don't want him here. I know it's, it's disrespectful to a president. I don't care. I don't want him here. This guy, we all know what he's done on the border, and it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's different than all other presidents in my lifetime on what he's done on the border. He's ignored it. Every policy is let everybody in. This guy's got a lot of, of guts to walk into our state after he's opened up that border. He really does, and, and it ticks me off that he's actually coming here. It's been very disappointing that the president of the United States, knowing full well what we are all facing here uh, as citizens of Arizona and of Texas, and he's not been down to the border. And um, Kamala and company, uh, they go down to El Paso. Well, whoopee, you know, that's not the border. I mean, it's a little tiny piece of it, but we are the pathway. A lot of bad stuff coming across our borders every day. I don't know if Doug Ducey has reached out to him or if he screamed at him or what, but um, unfortunately he hasn't been here and it's not right it's not it's not uh, good for united states and it's not good for arizona let's go when i was in the office i was yelling screaming stamping my feet and you know president obama you know you got we need help we need help and you met him at the airport and you gave him an earful uh, would you advise? Would you advise Governor Ducey to do the same? Maybe not the finger wave because that's your thing. No, but you really should meet the president at the tarmac, no matter what, at the airport. I don't care what party uh, you're I in. Agree. You should. You should do that. I agree. Well, you I, respect the office. Yes, but if I'm Ducey, uh, I got a minute with you. I'm gonna pull a Jan Brewer. I've got a minute with you, and I'm gonna tell you exactly how I yes. feel because you don't talk to me, you don't call me, you don't return my calls, you don't care about the border. If I'm Ducey, I give him a piece of my mind before I get out of office, and next week is a perfect opportunity, don't you think? And put it in writing. That's what I did with Obama. I wrote him a letter because I wanted him to remember that I was serious. Everybody do eventually how serious you are. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting in this chair that day all those years ago, and I remember seeing that picture. You had your finger in his face, and I was blown away. I said, well, we've got to get the governor on. And we called you, and you came on, and we de- we discussed it on this show. May, it pro- may have been the first time we had you on. And that was a moment, and you weren't going to let that pass. No, it was my opportunity. I had him in my state, and I met him at the airport, and, you know, him to me. I mean, one-on-one. I told him exactly what I wanted him to do and what we were facing. Maybe Ducey will do that next week with the Biden. Let's hope. And the hope maybe is is that now with uh, Governor Hobbs yep. and President Biden, maybe he will come down to the border because I've heard Katie say that she thinks that the border needs to be secure. And maybe he'll listen to her. They're they're both Democrats. I don't know. Uh, Former Arizona Governor Jay Brewer, our uh, election insider. Hey, Governor, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you later. You bet. Governor! All right, there she goes.
So we got Cochise County still not certifying the election. We've got Biden coming to town. How dare he comes to town? How dare you come here Seriously, and do it nothing? It does tick me off. It really does. All right. It is uh, time for five spot. Five random calls right now. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, 277-KTAR. Anyone can call in on this one. Five random calls. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give, give, give it away. So while some of you are calling, I'm going to tell you what we're going to what we're going to do. Here's what we're doing. So um, five spot is where we put uh, five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Two seven seven KTAR. Chad, eight Arizona counties have high COVID rates. I, we haven't heard of that in a while. The Arizona uh, Department of uh, Health Services are now telling us to mask indoor public settings. I know, right? They're telling us, and this is official. They're, they're, it's not that they're telling us. They're recommending it. I'll get right on that. I know you will. They're recommending masking indoors during public settings. Well, you just got your 28 shot the other day, right? I got a shot the other day, yeah. It's not 28. I think it's three. Mm, guys, whip around. Is it more than three? I think uh, it's, uh, Steve? Uh, Steve four? thinks it's more than three. I'd have to look. Uh, uh, Pablo, we know it's more than three. Becky knows it's more than I three. I think it's more than three. There you go, Becky. There I, you it's go. not more than four. No way. I don't, I don't think you know at this it's point. It's probably number four. I think um, you got number I don't four. think you know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask you, uh, will you follow the recommendations? Five calls, 277-KTAR. you going to blow the dust off your mask? i got to find uh, it first. Right. All right, that's up next. Five spot, the Gatos and Chad Show. All right. Um, we have eight Arizona counties, high COVID rates. By the way, Maricopa County, not one of them yet. Uh, Pima, for sure. So the Arizona Department of Health Services is recommending you mask indoors. So we're talking go to church, you go to the grocery store, they're recommending putting a mask on. You're going to go see a movie at a movie theater, you're going to put a mask on. We haven't talked about this in it forever. Thank God, by the way. Yeah. Thank God. So, five random calls. Will you throw a mask back on? That's what they're recommending. All right, Chad, who's first? You know what? I would like to tell you, but here, okay, here we go. It's now fired up. My machine oh, is good. running in slow motion. Right. Jim in Phoenix, are you ready to get that mask on? Jack, no. Not Never even. Never going to happen. Not uh, a chance. Not no, no. Okay. All right. We're just going to put you down for a maybe. Nope. Put you down as a maybe, right? <laughs> Appreciate that, my man. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, Noel and Gilbert, are you ready to put the mask on? Well, it's Noel. Noel, oh, Noel. sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, we actually work in a very small closed store pharmacy, and my coworker's roommate had a super spreader event for Thanksgiving, and the whole place, uh, the whole family has COVID, and so she actually had to sleep in her car. <laughs> and so because she didn't have a place to stay for a night, she flew on a plane that everybody was coughing and sneezing. And so we are wearing a mask for five days. Well, there you All go. Right. Just, just to be safe. Fantastic. Right. Uh, look, thanks, uh, no- Noel. Noel. Uh, by the way, I don't think you can have super spreader events anymore. No. I don't think though that's a thing. No, it's not. It's That's not a thing. Uh-uh. It's not. We've you, all moved on. You'll, you'll catch... COVID, or you'll catch the flu that's out there, but 
your Thanksgiving dinner is not a super spreader event because there's a vaccine, a shot, if you will. You can choose to get it. So I don't like. I don't think we should be using super spreader event anymore. Yeah, right. uh, Lisa in uh, Phoenix, uh, yay or nay on the whole mask? As a general rule, absolutely not. But if you're sick, wear a mask. I mean, you can be smart about that. But as a general rule, no, we're done. Hey, Lisa, that's a great point. You know what? We had somebody in the office just the other day uh, that had uh, a cold, and she decided just to wear a mask, just to not get people. You know, sick, and I thought that was kind of cool. So maybe that's okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry about that. Got to jump. And Stephen Phoenix, yes or no on the mask? Uh, it depends who I'm hanging out with. Um, you know, people? if I was hanging out with you, Chad, I'd probably not wear the mask. If I was with Gatos, we'd probably have to wear no, the mask. No, no, no. Here's the story about no, it. No, you don't have to wear it. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it depends who you're hanging out with, which right. friends you're with. Uh, okay. You yeah. know, I think it's kind of like it's like a courtesy thing, holding the door for somebody. You know, if you, if they're uncomfortable, then you put the mask on. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You're being very nice. I appreciate it. I don't know anybody... Like put it that let me let me let me say this because usually I would be the guy that's uncomfortable. No one has to wear a mask near me. No, nobody, nobody has to wear a mask near me. I know hypochondriac. I know I got four shots. Love it, uh, but nobody has to wear a mask near me. I'll I'll put a mask on on a plane in the airport, and that is it. Uh, I haven't worn one in forever, other than you know being on a plane. Uh, but uh, I'm not going back to a mask. It's a, it's the Gatos. What's the Gatos rule? It's the Gatos rule. If yeah. Gatos is willing to say no to a mask or something yeah, like that, because yeah. as we all know, he's very cautious. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, then we should all be fine yeah. with it. Yeah. So again, just for you to know, is there a surge? It ain't like last year. It's not like that Omicron surge we had, no. but is there a surge? Uh, maybe a little bit. And the other thing is, I think people, uh, maybe even worse, but the flu's out there. The flu's, flu's kicking there. everybody's butt. RSV's out there. It's yes. kicking people's butt. Yeah. So at this point, I think people feel they're like, oh, I got the flu and I'm just moving on with my life. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Arizona. I got uh, the stiffles. I'll be fine. <laughs> the Arizona Department of uh, Health Services is recommending wearing a mask indoors. And be smart. That's yeah. it. How's, that's how hard it. Curtis and smart. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Uh, that was five spot. Coming up next, are dinosaurs the key to solving Arizona's homeless problem? We're feeding the homeless to dinosaurs. No, no, I love not. this story. No, we're not doing that. Sounds like a fun story. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Ah, by the way, this portion of the show is brought to you by Parker & Sons Flowing Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's this World. We have our own Jurassic Park in downtown Phoenix. It's a weird story, man. It is. Now, what? A couple weeks ago, we, we discussed dinosaurs. Dinos. On the streets uh, of, 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 of Phoenix. And how strange this sounds. But there are these kind of, it's art, it's a statue, it's uh, uh, metal, it, it's heavy, and they are dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. We thought for a while, it's got to be some sort of uh, art thing, right? Yes. And apparently, someone, and we don't know who it is, they're putting these statues, these heavy statues, right, of dinosaurs in downtown Phoenix where homeless people put the tent up. So someone's trying to deter homeless people from putting their tent up. When you go see a Suns game or a D-backs game, you're downtown, that area where it's blocks. And yeah. it's so sad. There's so many homeless people. And all it is, you know, you see tent after tent after tent after tent. Well, someone is, is 
Someone is, has decided dinosaurs will solve uh, the Valley's homeless problem. We've had this mystery in downtown Phoenix where someone installed dinosaur statues along 9th Avenue in the zone, which is home to hundreds of homeless people. Whomever it is that had put those there, there are more now. There's more statues in the area. Earlier this month, a metal triceratops and a brontosaurus suddenly appeared outside local businesses along 9th Avenue and Jackson Street in and and this can only happen here in Arizona. Well, yeah, because you know, Florida, it, they got real dinosaurs. The zone. Then this week, some more additions popped up. Cactus, two velociraptors, and some agave, to name a few. Why did they choose dinosaurs? Several unhoused residents in the zone we spoke with say they were asked to move their camps from the area, but didn't realize they were being replaced with statues. Okay, so... So someone is doing this for a reason. I'm he, thinking it's it? the business owners and or residents down there who probably some of them got together and go, what can we do to make it completely uncomfortable so people don't pitch their tents right. and decide this is where they're going to squat and live that's going to affect everything that we do down here? It's going to affect where you live. Uh, it's going to affect your safety. It's going to uh, affect if you have a business. Yeah. Are you having, you know, I hate to say it, are you, are you having to wall, almost walk over somebody to get to a business? Because that's how bad it's are gotten downtown. Are you being accosted? Uh, are, you know, I mean, what's, because the thing is, the fear is, okay, well, we, we could tolerate a li- little bit of this, it's not here. And then all of a sudden what happens is you look up and one tent's become two, two tents become 12. And next thing you know, you look up and it's too late. Yeah, I, I've never seen the problem so bad. Number one. Uh, Number two, over Halloween, uh, we went with some friends to San Diego to the gas lamp district. Mm -hmm. And really, before you get there, and I haven't been there in a couple of years, I can't tell you how many homeless people there are. It's really awful. It's It's so sad. You've been to California. You keep talking about it. You had to go. You you had to go uh, uh, see uh, Jack and you wanted to watch him play some 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 hockey. But it's it's the same thing. There's so many people everywhere. It's everywhere. So. We, we have decided, a guess here in the valley, dinosaurs. But others in the area say they kind of like them. They're cute. They're cute. What are you going to do? However, the bottom line is the statues are not allowed to stay. The city of Phoenix Street Transportation Department says they have informed the owner that the structures are not authorized or permitted and need to be removed. Who's the owner? Ah, from the public right of way in which it's blocking but finding the owner in the first place is proving difficult all the businesses in the area we spoke with say it's not them and they're not sure who put them up Uh, i don't know man you think it's the city of phoenix and they're just quietly doing this well like if it's not doesn't mean that it's not quietly not paying attention to oh we're gonna get right to this we got some other things you know because of the thing and then down there but guys we we're on it we're are you guys gonna no we're not gonna do anything we're just gonna let yeah, it be but they're only but it's not solving the issue it's, I think if the issue for them right now is you know this will help the homeless issue maybe move a little somewhere else or keep it from growing right there which would be another place that we would have to deal with uh, maybe they gotta go somewhere we, we we'll get on it a little bit late but they're not going to solve the issue okay well i mean didn't New York just come up with something? New York came up with something, but, okay. you know. What did they come up with? Uh, that they're going to be able to put you into a uh, institution, if a you facility? will. A facility? Yeah, if you're mentally disturbed. So if they see you on the, uh, if they see you sleeping on the, on the side of the uh, street in New York, um, they can go and they can take you to a rehab center? No, I don't know if it's a rehab. No, they're talking about people who are mentally ill. Okay. So oh, right, I got drugs, it. Okay, okay. That's, but, you know, but if you're 
if you've lost the plot, you're you know you're you're you're, you're going to a facility. You're, you're, they can put you in a facility against your will, uh, because if you you know uh, what if you pose a danger to yourself and others, right. at some point you know we can be nice and kind, but everybody else has their rights too. We're sorry that this person's homeless, but they're not well and they're disturbing everybody and they're scaring people. Those people have rights. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if the dinosaur statues and the mystery continues in downtown Phoenix. Uh, they're being placed right where people put their tents. Can't put a tent there if there's a big dinosaur. Dinosaur, right? All right. Coming up next, uh, you want to talk about a mystery? Is there a modern day Jack the Ripper loose in the United States? This is the second day in a row we've covered this story. We're going to give you the latest on it. It is very, very chilling. It's next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Is there a modern-day Jack the Ripper loose in the United States? We've been following this story in Idaho. Four college students dead. They don't have a suspect. They don't have a murder weapon. No one saw a thing. It's like somebody came in, slaughtered four people, and hasn't been seen Again, And this person who slaughtered the four people, like Jack the Ripper, knew where to cut them. Yeah. Very creepy. So Alex Stone, ABC News, he's been covering this story uh, uh, for us. Uh, We talked to you yesterday, Alex. Today, we're trying to figure out were the college murder victims targeted? Well, from the beginning, uh, they've been saying it was a targeted attack, uh, initially based on circumstances, no forced entry, knife attacks are typically personal. Uh, Then they indicated they had evidence. They wouldn't say what it was, uh, pointing to it being targeted. But today, the lead prosecutor in uh, an interview telling News Nation that maybe the victims were not targeted, maybe the home was targeted, and that investigators are going down that road now. And uh, he said this. It seems like the word targeted has had different um, different understandings for different people who are listening and, and perhaps isn't the best word to use. Uh, the bottom line is whoever's responsible for this is still at large. Uh, that can't be changed. Uh, my understanding is the investigators believe that whoever's responsible um, was specifically looking at this particular residence. Why would you target a home but not the people inside there if you're going to go and kill them the inside of there? Well, we just happened to, uh, in this uh, last couple hours here sit down one-on-one our teams with police chief james fry in moscow is a first one-on-one interview mm. since the murders and said all right your lead prosecutor is saying maybe they weren't targeted and he said i'm gonna stand by what we've said all along we believe this is a targeted attack we believe that um with the information that we have from the investigation and we can't reveal that right i know everybody wants to know that information but we can't reveal that right now but i maintain that um we still believe this was a targeted attack. Now, he won't define what targeted means. He is absolutely refusing to give out uh, any details of any evidence that they do or don't have. Uh, one of the dads whose daughter was killed, questioning whether Moscow police are up to the task, if the case is going to go cold, thinks his daughter may have been targeted, wants to know more, and the, the chief says, well, man, just trust us. No, we, we are continuing our investigation, and they just need to 
hopefully trust that. I understand as a dad, I'm a dad, I understand his wanting to know that. I understand that he would um, need to know that. And someday um, we're going to let everybody know what we know. But right now, it is crucial to us to maintain the integrity of that. Someday, but the community is saying it's been two and a half, almost three weeks now, and there has been nothing since day one. And he says everything goes through him, that they are the lead on the case, that Idaho State Police and the FBI are there to help them and do what they need help with, um, but that the, the buck stops with him and he's leading the case. Became rather emotional, crying quite a bit during the, the interview about how it's impacted the, the community and that his detectives are working hard and he says doing a phenomenal job. One more thing, yeah. you know, ask how in a small college town does a who done it? How is that still a mystery? I mean, I went to, to Boulder in Colorado and everybody knew everything that, that was going on right. in yeah. a small college town. He says That's a pretty good question. That's why we continue doing what we do. That's why we continue to take tips. And that's why we're going to continue to push through this investigation until we can uncover that secret. And and when we do, it'll be one of those days that um, a lot of relief will come to our community. No suspect, no motive, no murder weapon. He says it's surreal. It's been almost three weeks uh, that they've been working on the case. says it's never off his mind. He's thinking about it constantly. Only yesterday, they impounded all of the vehicles parked outside of the, the murder scene in the, the parking area, so all the victims' cars. He said, you know, asked why almost three weeks later you only now get to get the lab in there and look in their vehicles. He said, well, we're just getting around to it right now. That It's not something we've gotten to until now. They're covered in snow, so if there's any evidence, yeah, hopefully it's on the inside. There's probably nothing in them that's going to lead them to the killer, but um, they only towed them away yesterday. Oh, Alex Stone, ABC News. Thanks, man. You got it. Thanks, guys. Uh, this stinks. Yeah. Something is not right here. I don't, I don't, I don't. You said something earlier about who, who you might think it might be for throwing stuff out there. I, I don't know. It's, it's, is it like an inside job? Did, I don't, is it, is someone protecting, you know, this killer? Cause we go back to, uh, we, we call it like it's a, it's like a Jack the Ripper case. Yeah. Okay. So Jack the Ripper, he killed all these women. Um, he and they could never find him. Mm-hmm. They they never knew who it was. People have speculated it was someone who was a surgeon, There's, someone who worked for the queen, right? Yes, yeah, a royal member and, and was protected. It's just to me, it's weird that in this day and age, with all the technology that you have, uh, and there are a bunch of people in this house. Somebody walked in there and 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 diced four people up, and yeah. no one saw Quickly. or heard anything. Quickly. It doesn't. I mean, I you would say it's a ninja, and it sounds like a joke. You're right, but the whole thing is that's what you're ninjas right. did, right? They you're would right. come, go, be gone, out. You're right. It, it. This doesn't sound right. And here's the other thing: for the police, either they have. It sounds to me they have no idea. Zero. Like they don't. They, I know they don't have a weapon. I know they don't. Ha- they don't even have a suspect. They don't have DNA a suspect. They don't have a picture. How does somebody get into that house? Different floors, right? Yep. There are people in that house. I don't know if it was targeted or not targeted. We talked about that with Alex. But how do you get in and out and no one sees you? And here's the other and thing. And you leave no DNA, no Someone trace, is nothing. on the loose. Yeah. There's a murderer that's on the loose. Somebody who knows what they're doing, too. And it, are they going to do it again? Or are they even in the same area? Are they gone? Uh, it is. It's frightening. Is it random? Were they really stalked? Who knows? It sounds professional. Yes, it does. See, well, based on exactly thing. what this is and how fast it went, it sounds so professional. All right. Coming up. You want Biden to come visit uh, Arizona if he's not going to look at the border? We'll talk about it next. Gatos and Chad Show.